Happy New Year. I mean, wait, no, shit. Um, <laughs> happy birthday? Ha- happy Crit. No. Merry Kwanzaa. Mm, I know there's happy something coming Valen- up. No, Valen- that's not right. Josh, you're Valen- married. What, what's coming up? What's Valen- coming up? There's National- a holiday coming up. I know. Na- National Pop Dart Day. That's got to be it. All right. Happy <laughs> National Pop Dart Day, everybody. And welcome to the Geek Matrix. My name is Rob, and you've heard their voices. It's Josh and Brandon. Sound off, folks. Hello, hello. Woo-hoo! Howdy, howdy, howdy. Yeah, I, I kid. I, I don't give a shit about National Pop-Tart Day. Uh, well, I don't know. I guess a little pop Tarts are okay once in a while. But it's Valentine's Day coming up next week. Uh, so I hope all y'all have some plans set for your significant other. Uh, Josh, you, you got dinner date planned? Oh, goodness. Um, For Valentine's Day, I don't take Holly out. I cook. Um, okay. I'm actually Big like low-key really, <laughs> really good in the kitchen. <laughs> so I'll do like right a on. full full five course dinner and, and, and dessert and go 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 all out on that. Nice. See, I cook, so invariably I have to <laughs> go out for Valentine's Day. I, I, you can always learn, but that's what I did, dude. Yeah, I tell you what, the very first thing I'm not making this up either. The very first fucking thing that I ever made was macaroni and cheese, and my parents were shit, so they did not teach me anything um, when it came to cooking. But uh, so I was in a hurry. I knew that that uh, my mom would be back soon, so I guess I'm gonna blame the half-ass reading of the directions on that. But the first time that I made macaroni and cheese, I attempted. To use fourteen cups of butter instead of one oh quarter cup god. of butter. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> That's some it's slimy absurd. macaroni. <laughs> I mean, it's just more just, butter than macaroni. That, just how so many... any, everybody's aware that there, there is not fourteen cups of butter in the country <laughs> crock tub. I was gonna <laughs> say how how many tubs Wait. did you use? Yeah. <laughs> no, there was only the one in the fridge, and I got through all of it, and I'm like, what the hell? And then I reread the directions. In the meantime, I had butter soup with noodles in it. <laughs> that that pot must have been full of melted butter. Oh, it was so bad. Yeah, it was so bad. I did eat it, but it was so bad. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> your heart, your poor heart. <laughs> maybe that's what happened last week. Yeah, maybe <laughs> the macaroni the came back me. <laughs> macaroni and butter you ate twenty years yeah. ago just came back and bit it's, you in the ass. Like Clayface, it slowly came to life. Oh like God! <laughs> that's my biggest fear that something I ate a while ago is still sitting inside my body. Like I, I probably like shouldn't tell the story. I know I probably shouldn't tell the story on the air, but there was a time where I accidentally swallowed one of those small Lego hands, and I yeah. oh like for, for two years I lived in fear that it was just sitting in my throat, like stuck to, to <laughs> the walls of my throat. So I would constantly oh, every time I thought like I know life. I know every time I thought I had like something in my throat, I was like, is it the hand? Is it? Am I gonna die? Is it gonna happen? Is it the claw? Yeah. <laughs> That, that reminds me of a story from my childhood. <laughs> I was I was in third, maybe fourth grade, and we were running. It was like recess. We were running through the, the, the schoolyard, and a fly flew into my nostril. Oh, that's the worst. Oh, but I, I never saw it come out. 
and I never felt to come out. <laughs> so my mind, my my like eight year old mind was flew through in my nostril and down my throat. Even though I didn't feel any of that, I just convinced myself, and I was convinced it was still flying around in my stomach. No. Right <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> oh, I, I didn't no. understand stomach acids yet. <laughs> <laughs> Riding four wheelers and motorcycles, I've swallowed my fair share of bugs. I knew yeah. what, what was going on. Yeah. I don't have any of those weird entering my body stories, but I do know just from being told um, from the family that at one time I did take an M&M and shove it up my dad's nose. <laughs> he had to go to the hospital. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> Could, couldn't get it out. That sucks. Yeah, for him. I don't remember it, so there's no guilt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's all fun and games being said. Before now you know show... we're we're lovely people. <laughs> if you didn't know that, right? <laughs> yeah, we have things shoved in all sorts of orifices, whether it's our own or someone else's. <laughs> right before we started recording, and we figured we should talk about it while recording. We were talking about future state because future's end, future's end, future's end. Other future state. I keep basically. making that mistake. Yeah, yeah right. We we're talking about future's end uh, that hit event. 52 issue event from 2014. Yeah, I would call I it a 52 correctly. issue event and not a hit event. I loved it. I still loved it. Um, I thought it was a hit. It wasn't like top tier, but I thought it was really good. Um, there were a lot of stories in it that were at least decent. I think yeah. people just didn't like to see the things that they didn't expect to see. I think and it was too honestly, much going on, which is why I never, I could never finish the story because right from the jump, it's like you have chaos. the Firestorm plot and you have the Terry McGinnis in the past plot. And there's also this subplot about Tim Drake and Green Arrow and all this stuff. And it's like, this is like the first 15 issues. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it just started. Yeah. I I honestly only remember I knew there I remember there being a lot of stuff happening, but I only remember the Terry McGinnis story. Mm. But that's <laughs> what I was invested in because I love Batman Beyond. Mm. If only the series that came out of it was much better. <laughs> well, that's the it. new one we've got is oh yeah, mm. the um, new one that we've got definitely is. Yeah, which I can't wait for them to announce the third chapter. Whatever it might be. I'm sure. Batman Beyond Neo something, that's for damn sure. Hmm. We never really talked about Neo Gothic number six, did we? I don't think so, no. I mean, in the honorable mentions, but we didn't throw down on it. Yeah, I never really... I only read it like a couple of weeks ago because I I just forgot. But... Yeah, that, that was a hell of an ending. Like, Terry's mm-hmm. identity is now known to basically the world. World, yeah. Yeah. I, everybody knows it. Yeah, which went, was kind of fucked. Went full Bendis Clark. Yeah. Yeah. It took me a second to realize what you meant. <laughs> Bendis <laughs> Clark. Yeah. Um. So the third series, the third six-issue series, whenever that is announced and comes out, I think it's, it's going to be a doozy. It's going to be fucking good. It has to be. It has to be. Otherwise, don't do it because Neo Gothic was just. I mean, that was probably. Matter of fact, I'm. I'm just gonna say it. That was the best Batman 
Beyond story I've ever read. I can agree, though, to be fair, I haven't read every single Batman Beyond comic, but I can definitely agree for the ones I have read. So the best. It's, it's, it's really good. Yeah. We had some really good comics this entire week. Oh, yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. You want to give us uh, the ones we're not covering, Josh? Oh, um, yeah, I, I can do that. Uh, there were a number of them. First, let me get this out of the way. Um, number one. Thundercats number one came out. It was oh, yeah. everything I hoped it to be and more. Um, I read it twice. <laughs> uh, for anybody <laughs> at all, and I'm begging you guys, please go out there and get this. Um, get into it. I, 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 the way that it's written, obviously, he's a Thundercat fan, 100%. And I, I, I just I cannot wait for issue number two because they're doing it so well. Who's writing it? So well. Oh, and now I, I knew you were going to ask me. <laughs> so when you say he's a Thundercat fan, um, I assumed you met the writer. I, I did. And then I forgot who it was that's writing it. So I think it's Declan look. Shalvey. I haven't read it. It is Declan Shalvey. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah, it is. Okay. Thanks, Brad. Right on. But and it, it's, it's, it's so good. And then leading up to the honorable mentions, um, my dreamt up Red Hood Hill mini. Um, <laughs> it's it's coming. <laughs> I yeah. couldn't remember who the artist was. Remember, I, I couldn't remember who the artist was, but I thought it was Yasmin Putri. Um, it's definitely not. It's Sanford Green and Toadie Akins. But guys, I mean, Sanford Green and and and, and Yasmin Putri have some similar art styles uh, if you look up the cover for that Civil is War King, not true what? <laughs> look, look hold on hold on hold on because hold on hold on hold on look up look up the cover for power man and iron fist number seven from civil war two i know what that up, is I know. and then look up yasmin putri's venomized gwenpool i i also okay, know what when, that is and i don't see it at all you don't see the same between no. those two covers. I see. <laughs> no, I said it's kind of similar. I didn't say they were exactly the same. <laughs> That's always like, what? What? What did you just uh, say, they, dude? They are way off still. I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <clears throat> Yasmin Putri has more of like a watercolor flavor to her. That's that's style. me being like the next artist for Avengers. I thought was going to be Cliff Chong, but it actually turned out to be Brian Hitch. But if you compare them, they're <laughs> oh come on, it wasn't that big of a difference. All right, but in any case, so we had Red Hood the Hill number zero, yeah, coming out. Um, that's a reprint of fifty one and fifty two, and uh, for the for the mini coming up, I I do suggest you grab that or just reread. 51 and 52 because yeah. uh, if my dream was right that mini is going to be awesome even if it wasn't yes anyway um <laughs> next up fire and ice welcome to smallville number six nice little wrap up with a crazy title that ends with a pretty good villain and cooey 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 um i enjoyed it and it was it was good it was fun 7.75 out of 10 um Suicide Squad Kill Arkham Asylum number one. So for something that is more than obviously a video game tie in, tie in uh, issue number one is freaking fantastic. I'm looking forward to issue number two. Hell yeah! I thought this was great. 
8.5 out of 10. Neil before Zod number two, it's issue two. And it lets me know that issue three might be interesting <laughs> uh, because of the ending in issue two. But I myself, I just, I haven't been able to get into it much. Hopefully issue three changes that. It's been a little bit better than average with some good art. So I'm going to give it a 6.5 out of 10. Um, Superman 78, the metal curtain number four. Uh, I don't even know how to say this anymore. Reading Superman 78, uh, last run or this one, every single arc, I could see Christopher Reeve playing this on the screen. It's that good. I love this title and this issue is no different. Eight out of 10. How to lose a Guy Gardner in 10 days. Number one, Guy Gardner, Red Tornado, Booster Gold, Barry Allen, Constantine, uh, Plastic Man, Wonder Woman, Nightwing, and Batgirl are all in DC's uh, Valentine's Anthology book. It's not bad for the deal that it is. If you dig them, grab it up. This one's pretty decent. Uh, with a little bit of Scooby-Doo art, I would say, in the Booster story, I enjoyed that. And, uh, oh, uh, speaking of which, there were two Scooby-Doo books that came out. Uh, Where Are You and Batman and Scooby-Doo Mysteries. Um, and those are all the honorables worth mentioning. Speaking of mentioning, can I mention that currently, and I could be wrong, I have to still double-check my source here, but I, I was looking up on DC.com subscriptions, and I found that I think currently there's more Scooby-Doo books than most DC characters that have multiple books. Yeah, there's a lot of Scoobies. Yeah, it's pretty wild. You'd think Scooby would really only have one. But some You would think, but nah, you gotta have... <laughs> there's gotta be Scooby books going on. Yeah. There's gotta be. Um... Well, to also bounce off your uh, announcement about Thundercats number one, another number one that came out this week from another I publisher. We have to say, I know what you're going to say. I was mentioned all this morning, Ultimate Black Panther number oh, one, man. and it was. Ugh. I I am <laughs> so waiting since Monday. I don't want to say anything because I got it a little yeah, early, yeah. but I yeah. I read this As on Monday night, do. and I like fucking lost it because this book was so good. It's so good. The Ultimate Universe so is good. looking bright. Yes. Yes. Josh, I know I've been <laughs> pushing you to read Fantastic Four, which also came out this week and was also fantastic. But if if you haven't checked out The Ultimate Universe, you need to check out this current Ultimate Universe. Mm. At the very it's, least, just read Ultimate Spider-Man and Ultimate Black It's Man, they're both just written. started. It's very easy. There's only one issue of each of those books so far. Mm. Spider-Man Black Panther. Yeah, there's only one issue okay. each, and then you're gonna have Ultimate X Men uh, drawn and written by Peach Momoko. And I know oh, how much you love Peach up. Momoko. Yeah, mm -hmm. X Men. So X Men, Ultimate X Men, starring mm -hmm. the lead character is Armor. All right, I don't, I don't know if you know Armor. Yes, and Storm uh, is in Ultimate Black Panther. Well, not by yeah, name. Yeah, well that but, that that yeah. was a bit of a surprise, but <laughs> yes, I, I kind of knew because of the solicits, but Ultimate like Black Panther. Yeah, I, I, I really like what they're just... doing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it was a hell of a twist when she showed up. It was yeah, kind of awesome. Momoko, an X Men. Yes. All right. Yeah. I am. Um, yeah, I'm gonna take it that. Just, out. It just it's it's the whole X Men like all the art we've seen. Ultimate X Men mm -hmm. is just it's all watercolor. It's all gorgeous. Yeah, I it's I mean, I've, she is 
like really good <laughs> uh, i mean yeah i was i'm trying to that sure really really good will have really to do because yeah. i can't you know, she's one of my favorites yeah i was gonna say she, she don't work at dc now which is even more surprising i, I think mm. you only fell in love with her because of marvel snap yeah marvel yeah. snap introduced oh, really? me to, i'm like yeah yep wow. i'm like who in the hell is peach momoko yeah um yeah. uh it was a mystique card that i had seen drawn and i was mm. like oh my goodness who is this mm. yeah. so i went i just went on google and yeah hardcore dude big yeah. big big momoko peach momoko fan yeah so there you go she got also next men to look popular. forward to um ultimate black panther and ultimate spider-man both amazing um mm. so josh please read them because brandon and i are in love <laughs> all right i'll i'll have to do that i'll have to do that. and and i don't remember correctly but i if i do remember correctly brandon is like kirk was not a huge lover of the ultimate universe prior it had its it had that well actually i don't know Up to that i it, it had things that i really liked and had things that i didn't really like yeah. i i'm of of all things, and we seem to have lost Josh just as we're ramping up the conversation because he doesn't want to talk about the Ultimate Universe anymore. <laughs> um, but I, I I was, believe it or not, a fan of the original two series from Mark Millar and Brian Hitch. I know, it shocker. Spider-Man like, I, and X-Men, right? Yeah. Well, no, yeah. the the just the Ultimate series. Um, like I oh, I, I, like Ultimate. I still, okay. Yeah, I still I still actually really like those series, despite yeah, many, the first two were really flaws. good. Yeah. Um, so Ultimus three is when it really went off the rails. Ultimus, well, I see. I figured you would be defending <laughs> that one because you like Hell Ultimatum, no. but I um, like Ultimatum. But the fact that it spun out of Ultimus, like it had to spin out of Ultimus three, and things in Ultimus three had to happen for Ultimatum to exist. <sighs> but the beginning of Ultimus three was just ridiculous. Yeah. That, Why that would you have Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch? Let's not talk it? about that. Again. <laughs> Let's not do that here. Um, just, but yeah. just for Josh, if you don't know Josh, they they were in an ancestral relationship. What yeah. the? Fuck? Oh, and, yeah. and then then Scarlet Witch that? got murdered. Jeff Loeb. <laughs> Jeff, Loeb. I like Jeff Loeb. Yeah. Um, I like Jeff Loeb too. Really. He just likes to watch. He just likes to. Well, I mean, if you think about it, he likes to write weird shit. In yeah. in his defense, I think his son had died at that time, so he's in a really depressive. That's not excusing incest. I'm just saying a no, lot of people. I, have do, I don't understand that, like, the correlation. <laughs> I know it's like a lot of people have pointed out that like there was a huge shift after 2005 when his son died and stuff got kind of needlessly that. dark. And it was like that's yeah. why you get ultimatum where everyone dies and everyone is yeah. a horrible person and it's just depresso. Um, fuck everybody but no there, there's, there's, yeah, there's there's some stuff in the ultimate universe that i really liked and with despite all the flaws of ultimatum um it did eventually lead us to the ultimates run by jonathan hickman so yeah i guess we got something out of it um but and and yeah. divided we fall and everything post that was was somewhat interesting yeah yeah i think the start of the relaunched ultimate x-men by Nick Spencer was good, and then yeah, Ryan... that's when when Kitty took over the lead. Yeah. They were like stuck in the desert. And I like right? that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then Brian Wood took over, and it went to shit. Everything, yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah. As soon as the original, because they did like the Ultimate Comics relaunch, and they brought in a bunch of new talent, and all the people that got replaced on the titles just like it went to shit. Like that. That's yeah. That's what I've noticed. Like Ultimates Hickman got replaced by Sam Humphreys. That went to shit. 
Uh, Ultimate X-Men, Spencer got replaced by Brian Wood. That went to shit. The only one who did get replaced was Bendis. And, I mean, that stayed pretty consistent for the most part. Yeah, like his Ultimate Spider-Man pretty much throughout was fairly good. Yeah. I would say. Even during the uh, clone arc. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was surprisingly a good arc. Mm-hmm. Um my favorite part of the the pre, prior Ultimate Universe, and I, I am curious if they're going to delve into that again going forward, mm. was what happened to the Fantastic Four. Like yeah. post-Ultimatum, where Reed became the maker, he became evil. Um, Johnny joined the X-Men. Yes. And um, Sue ben and Ben died. became Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, wait, wait, no, I thought, wait, Ben what? die? Die? I tripping. He died later on, I think. Yeah. Uh, but if you remember, he he started to go through a metamorphosis. Like his, it oh, was explained, right. his yeah. powers were still evolving. And yeah. then at one point, his rocks started falling off and mm. he had Wonder Man's powers. Yeah. Because I remember and they, him and Sue were agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and they were in a relationship yeah. at that point. Because mm-hmm. I, I thought there was there was some point where Sue had joined like the Ultimates right before the Ultimate line. Yeah. Was like I, think, I think I think that's what happened. Yeah. yeah, that's fucking weird. It was weird, but it was actually really mm. compelling. Yeah, <laughs> I think that was that was the thing about what made some elements of the original Ultimate Universe work, where it was like, okay, we we kind of already know what the established characters look like. Let's kind of twist it in a little way, put them in different scenarios, and see how it works. And I, I liked some versions of that. Other versions, it was like too weird too far too bizarre but somewhere i feel like way back in the day i read an arc or a book or maybe it was a wit what if or so what something called whatever happened to the fantastic four oh yeah that's a classic story okay i don't remember where from but i know it's wanted to make sure i wasn't imagining that shit Shit, what Hmm. is it even a classic hang on let me do a quick search here I know there's the the uh, last uh, Fantastic Four story by Stanley and John Romita Jr. Um, but that's that's the current story, Josh. The right happened to the, the, the right, yeah. Four? That's that's the first arc in the current run. Okay, well then that's where I got it from. All yeah, right. <laughs> okay. that's that's what the title of the first trade is called, anyway. Yeah, and it's still fucking amazing. Um, but, so so my my last last thing I'll bring up one of my favorite parts about Ultimate Comics post uh, Ultimatum is Divided We Fall started with an actual civil war in the United States that there was rogue elements in rogue states and they wanted mm-hmm. to secede and make their own country very much the civil war and if you remember Marvel Comics Civil War in the two thousands how did mm-hmm. that end with Captain America getting shot and killed. Right, yes. And well, in, we fall in America, but not yeah. not in the war. But yeah, yeah. Uh, in divided we fall. It ended with Captain America being elected president of the United States and bringing yeah. everyone peace, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was wild. <laughs> yeah. Also, I his inauguration know. speech was in front of the Triskelion, and then he finished it by running off to a jet and said, "I'm off." to my office which is america (laughs) it it was cheesy but i ate that shit up (laughs) you guys ever notice that did you okay think back to the first avengers film they're not first avengers film um geez 
Uh, you said Civil War. All right. So at the end of it, where we see Captain America old as dirt. Old you as remember dirt? that? As what? When Captain America is super old. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. You know yeah. who I'm talking You remember what I'm talking about? Sitting on their park bench and everything. Yeah. yeah. yeah at the end of it. Like, yeah. 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 All right. Doesn't he look like Joe Biden? Oh, I had you guys to right. go back and look at that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You're right. I think. <laughs> I, I think that's not a hard look to pull off. You just like need wrinkly looking old yeah. white versus white. Joe Biden does kind of fit the bill. Like when you think of old like senior citizen patriotic American <laughs> yeah. male, you picture Joe Biden. <laughs> Someone like that. Yeah. Um but the uh, Josh, you're not wrong. Like that's he, he does, doesn't he? Oddly striking. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah. For sure. Oh, man. Speaking of oddly striking, um, art by Leonardo Romero. Well, I, oh, before, before, before I jump into that. Before you hop into say, that. You guys, you guys are asking me to read three comic books, and yeah. I'm going to do it. But I need you two to read one. Well, if I'm going to do that, then I also need you to read another one, which was not only going to be my recommendation for this week, but also a way to segue into the next book before I was so rudely interrupted. Uh, last issue of The Cull came out this week, which is a book by none other than Kelly Thompson, the author of the Birds of Prey book we're going to talk about. Whoa, crazy coincidence. <laughs> um, but it was a five-issue series from Image. Josh, you need to look at the artwork for this because you're going to lose your mind. It's it's incredible. It's by Mattia Deulis, um, who I guess also familiar. also did like a Jessica Jones miniseries with Kelly Thompson, and it's like oh, okay. some of the best rendered digital artwork you've seen. Uh, What's it called? The Cull. But the miniseries just wrapped up this week, so it's finished. So you don't have to worry about waiting for any more issues. But it's like oh, that's even better. one of the best endings I've read in a while. An ending that was so good that it literally made me like rethink the entire series. Because I'd kind of been oh like I'd God. been enjoying it, but I was I was like, yeah, this is fun, but I don't know. Like I, I need something else. But the ending was like, oh, and it just makes you hungry for more. So firmly recommend you know what? Nicole, firmly recommend Kelly Thompson Goat. Am I insane? Does this artwork remind you guys of Paper Girls? A little bit. Are you fucking with me? <laughs> hey, 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 now, come on. My brain, my memory is, is, is a little faulty. I'm just some, something I'm trying to remember. Like, I, I, I that, get where you're this coming with I this. I think I do, but it's just like, I know Cliff Chung. It's not looked like that. That's sort of like, are you, are you playing? Are you like, playing how, did I, how am I the cause of him bringing a clip? Are you playing pranks white? on me? <laughs> it's it's very reminiscent of something that I have seen. Hmm. And I want to say within the last few years. Hmm. Saga. Oh, 100%. It reminds me yeah, of a fucking saga. Of, yes. Kind of Fiona Staples. What's Fiona Staples? Yeah. Hmm. Yep. There we go. Mission. Fiona Staples is the missing link between uh, the artist on the call and uh, Cliff Chang. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. All right. Conversation derailed. And, <laughs> and you get back over to Brandon. 
But speaking of, yes, Kelly Thompson and Birds of Prey and great endings, although that's that's to be determined. Uh, <laughs> I may have already given it away. This is Birds of Prey number six, written, of course, by Kelly Thompson with art by Leonardo Romero. You already heard Josh say that, so why am I saying it twice? Colors from Jordi Belair and letters from Clayton Cowles. This is part six of Megadeth, the ending of this arc. And our issue starts with Sin seemingly freed of the control and capture of Megara, waking up alongside a recently recovered Black Canary as they're both regaining their senses, seemingly after some battle that we didn't get to see. She claims, Sin that is, claims to be fine, but Zealot appearing out of nowhere is like, that is obviously not true and has a sword, excuse me, at her neck insisting that Megara has control of Sin and is merely posing as Sin. And that's when we get a brief flash that Megara actually is hiding inside this whole time. And tell me Megara doesn't sound like the villain in an 80s Saturday morning cartoon. Kind of. I, well, Megara. I, I, I would say that, but Megara has such a sassy attitude that it doesn't quite fit the bill of your, your 80s I mean, just, cartoon Just villain. the name, anyway. Just the name. Yeah, wait, Megara. Definitely the wait, name. Wait, wait. Megara. Kind of, kind of has the attitude of the villain in, in, in uh, the two villains. If you mix the, the old crone with Kronk, this is the villain <laughs> in The Embers Who Grew. <laughs> God, what's her name again? Um, I can't remember what her I name is, but know. I know. Oh, Yzma. It's Yzma, right? Yzma. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Like, oh. oh, my God. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I know that voice anywhere. I forget the actress who plays Yzma. But... Pull the lever cross. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. I got to watch that movie again. Um, anyway, so back to Megara, uh, who is being threatened by Zealot. And Dinah starts freaking out because she realizes that the kill squad that she has assembled is actually capable of being a fucking kill squad and could easily <laughs> drop Sin slash Megara in a second, which they do, what? or rather Zealot does causing Dinah to panic, but only for a moment as we realize that Sin is not actually dead and that Megara apparently will not let her die that easily. Um, so their next plan of attack is just to try and get Megara inside the urn, and hopefully that will be able to trap her before she fully possesses Sin. Uh, meanwhile, Sin and Megara are having a little back and forth regarding whether or not Sin could actually live with Megara being a host inside of her or Sin being a host of Megara um, and Sin obviously rejecting, well, at first rejecting that choice and then eventually realizing she may have to come to some kind of agreement. Uh, but the birds are able to force open the urn and it's doing its best to suck in Megara, um, although it's getting more and more unstable as they're uh, progressively drawing Megara in closer and closer. Um, but eventually they're able to get what appears to be enough of Megara inside, uh, although not without a sufficient amount of fight. And Sin is able to survive the encounter, though it's very clear that there is a part of Megara still dwelling uh, within her, as Wonder Woman is able to put the lasso around her and reveal that even though Megara is under the control of Sin, she's still very much a part of Sin um, and will, meet, will remain bonded to her for the foreseeable future. Um, so even though the birds are able to make it back home, thanks to Barda's boom tube, and by all accounts, the mission seems to be a success as they were able to rescue Sin 
Diana still regards the mission as kind of a failure now that Sin is permanently bonded to Megara. Um, so she goes to the rooftop uh, now that they're back in Gotham City or Star City, wherever this is. Um, and is brooding. Yeah, I think think Gotham. Uh, but is brooding for a little bit now that she knows Sin has to live with the burden of having Megara inside her which is of course the perfect time for her old friend, Barbara Gordon, wearing her Batgirl attire to show up and give her shit for not inviting her on the mission, which she's clearly very upset about. Uh, shortly after that unfortunate discussion, um, Meridian arrives and reveals that the reason that Barbara was not allowed to come on the mission after Dinah kind of presses her about it is that the possible future that Meridian went to Barbara always dies, and it seems to be the case in this mission. So even though they were able to rescue Sin this time, and she was possessed by Megara, um, Barbara did not. Barbara did not die in this situation, and it seems to be for the best, even if she's very upset about it. Um, but this gives Dinah an idea uh, to ensure that Barbara will not die in any future missions because they're friends. Obviously, you know she doesn't want someone she cares about to die. And that's when Cass arrives, having been eavesdropping the whole time, uh, and Dinah reveals that in order to make sure that Barbara does not die and that she can protect the ones that she loves, they're going to have to put together a new team. We already know what that means. Whole new birds of prey. Um, Whole new birds of prey. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, no, this, this <laughs> if, if the tone of my voice didn't make it clear, this issue was awesome. I think I literally said like in our discord chat oh yeah birds of prey number six was mm -hmm. the shit or something like that well, but no i, I love very this close game. to that something like that um no i've been having a lot of fun with the series and i, I thought this was just a, a great way to bring it uh to a satisfying conclusion with perfect setup for the next arc which as uh we've discussed already plenty of times uh that there i think kelly thompson said something like there were going to be new teams throughout the book or something like that that, that the yeah one you told us that or you told me that oh yeah well i think it was rob who mentioned it originally and then we just kind of talked about it um That's so good but but yeah, yeah but um now we will start to get an indication at least in the next issue for who may be on this next lineup of the birds of prey but as for this lineup this was great and i don't know uh, Feel free to feel free to kick me for saying this, but okay. I don't know. I I I'm gonna say it. I think <laughs> this arc might be a classic. Um, I know, I know, I know. Shocker, but like I that is I surprising. I seriously like there's there's just there's a lot of stuff to dissect about this, and it'll be a while before I can fully go back to it with fresh eyes and, and go through it again, but. Coming away from this one, I was like, there's there's something really special about this book. And I think if it is able to stick around for a while, this this first arc is gonna be it's gonna be something really significant for uh for DC fans in the future. Might even be one of those arcs that people are talking about when they talk about their favorite birds of prey stuff. So I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just talking out of my ass. Who knows? But well, um, I thought this was a great ending, and I thought this is is a clear indication that this book is is something different. So I gave it a nine out of ten. I really loved it. Uh, man, um, Brandon, you say uh, you think it might be an instant classic, basically, and uh, I didn't put those words together, but I think you might be right. Um, you can't put no, the monster I just, dwelling. 
just you sometimes you read something and you just kind of know like there's something about this book that's special i can feel it there is um like and more than not not being able to put the monster dwelling inside of your surrogate adopted <laughs> sister back in the jar um it happens yeah. <laughs> it happens uh, since since sticking around we've got no idea what madera can do so I'm certain we'll be seeing more of her, probably in a big way, whatever that story might be. Could be the next one. Sin could very well be on the team because she's yeah. going to be sticking around. And we've got a cable yeah. situation going on here, time traveling to murder somebody in the past. Or yeah. was that Bishop? Anyway. Um, <laughs> you got we'll two cast... X-Men characters for that. Yeah. <laughs> Good deal. So both of them are right. I like Basically. that. Yeah. Will, will Cass and Dinah bring her in on this will they bring in uh uh sin will they bring in barbara um i doubt it but i, I i'm dying to know what the next team is going to look like who's going to be on it doesn't does a new team mean a new artist is, are we going to see different changes like that i got a loads of questions but those are all questions going forward as far as the issue goes the entire arc i feel like it was really good it was pretty big story for the birds of prey and i had a i had a hell of a time reading it it was fun um nice to look at and all the characters were written really well you kind of can't ask more in the comic book when you're getting a good story and i really like the the wrap up on 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 top of all of that and while we're all fans of the birds of prey whatever that team looks like when it comes together um this was just done fantastic in every single issue it was a whole solid arc there were no filler issues every single character even as wildly different as they are was just done so well brandon i yes. especially I really, yes and Barda, Barda was yeah, done which phenomenally. I, I figured you and I would really like click with that one, being the Wildcats nerds that we are. Yep. But Zealot was probably my favorite, and Zealot and Dinah, hundred percent, hundred percent. All of it was just so good, and uh, I gave it a nine point two five out of ten. Oh wow! Yeah, no, this this was great. This was really great. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say just yet that it's an instant classic, but it definitely, I can definitely see where that Ooh. can be a reality. I'm just, I'm not saying it's bad. <laughs> it's really good. I just, I want to see where it goes in a few mm -hmm. issues or in a few story arcs to see if it can become that that classic, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, well, I mean, has I'm speaking specifically of this arc, yeah. but, but, but I, I, I see where it I goes. Think... It'll be interesting to see where the yeah. rest of the book yeah goes. Like as far as as this arc, if it was this just this arc by itself, I wouldn't agree that it's a classic. Uh, it was really good, but I wouldn't say that this is a an arc that people are going to be talking about 10, 20 years from now. Um, maybe five, but not just not, you wait not two decades. I'm going to wait uh, twenty if... years from now, and I'm going to say ha when they're printing the fifteenth anniversary <laughs> edition of this. Fifteenth anniversary. Fifteenth <laughs> anniversary <laughs> edition of Megadeth. I'm going to be like ha. Told you. <laughs> Give me money. <laughs> Give me <laughs> bet on this. How much? Um, Give me money. But like, I think it could definitely be that way if, if the whole book ends up being just stellar and i think we definitely have a chance at that being a reality uh because this opening arc was was really fucking good it was a hell of a team 
Uh, it actually, like, while it made you guys really reminiscent of Wildcats and certain characters in here, there was a panel in here that made me reminiscent of Morrison's JLA, uh, <laughs> seeing Diana and Barda together mm-hmm. holding the, the jar. I was like, oh my god, like, that's... I know they didn't get along too well, but they were the only women on the team at the time, and and they were both warriors. Yeah. And I, uh, that was that was really cool. It's a little um, bit of Huntress, but she was more teaming up with Batman whenever they had missions yeah. or something. And the last the last JLA story from Morrison that I read with Huntress in it, she got kicked off the team. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't even really count her to a certain. Well, hey, she thing. pitched in during DC One Million, so you know <laughs> what she she did something. It was her yeah. idea that saved the day. That's fair. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think I, I didn't even read JLA during one million. I only read like mm-hmm. certain issues. Yeah, well, it was it's just the the Wait. DC one million miniseries. Yeah, yeah. Hold, hold yeah. on a second. I didn't Am read I the, the only one. I read every one million issue. You might be mm-hmm. the only one. At least the only one here. Definitely not every time. <laughs> There's somewhere I was like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it was like, yeah. I, I skimmed like the so the, the wiki for the, yeah. the miniseries, but I read like certain issues of tie-ins. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you read the Green Lantern one million issue. We can cross yeah, that twice, off the list. Twice. Yeah. <laughs> As I Once, and then a second time because I forgot I read it. <laughs> yeah. I I I think I might have a problem. I mean, I even read all of Young Heroes in Love. I mean, you're just obsessed, man. You were very dedicated. <laughs> hey, as as we that. covered, we we have our tastes. We each of us will have books that everybody else thinks is shit. Like me with Ultimatum and Future's End. All right, yeah. <laughs> I will I will defend those books. I will die on that hill. But I'm the only one there. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> Brandon will attest. He he can it's prove true. that for me. So there's no problem. If I'm not saying DC One Million was bad. I just never got around to reading all yeah. of it. Damn. You know what? Sorry, we're gonna get off track. So I shouldn't even bring this. We up, already have. We already. Have. <laughs> you just gave me a great idea for a comic question of the day, which is what is what is like what is a comic that everyone hates that you love that you will die right. on a hill for. That's a good comic question of the day. Yeah. Oh, so listeners, I'll, viewers, I'll, I'll write that down. yeah, viewers and listeners, tweet it at us, put it in comments, get on our Discord and talk to us about it because Brandon, if you don't <laughs> mind posting that on the Discord, oh yeah, now I'm and see at very least what Kirk says because <laughs> yeah. I'm very curious. <laughs> I already have my answer. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I have a recent answer which I, I still fight for to this day, which is more since the Green Lantern. And everyone's like, that book is shit. That's when I stopped I, reading Green Lantern. And I was like, so, no, you don't understand. You don't it's, get it's it. It's kind of funny <laughs> that during the run of that book, the Lantern community was very apprehensive about it. But now, mm. years later, especially after Jeffrey Thorne's run, um, it's it's viewed a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, the Lancer community actually, like, for the most part, appreciates Morrison's run now. So wow. we really come full circle. It's it's yeah. beautiful. It it just took some time. You you have something has to be gone for you to truly appreciate how good it was. Mm-hmm. Right. So, <laughs> uh, Birds of Prey, though. 
yeah, honestly, really good opening arc. Art was fantastic. It did get me hooked, and I can't wait to see what happens next. And I do happen to know a spoiler about a, a certain member that will join the team in a future issue. Ooh. I have not looked at the solicits for this series, so even I don't know. That, that's that's exactly where I found it. Do, yeah. do you want to know? No. I, okay, I won't tell you. I can't be certain, but I I think mine might be Deceased Unkillables number three. Oh, I thought you were going to talk. I thought you were going to say like a Birds of Prey member. <laughs> no. no. The 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 comic book that I will that I will fight uh, about being awesome, mm. but did yeah, you, people didn't hate that though? Did they? I mean, there's a lot of hate for deceased out there. You're you're sitting right next to one person. I mean, <laughs> I don't I don't hate it. I just yeah. Hate. I think a lot of people think it just went on too long. I think yeah. The gimmick and, got old, and a lot of people. A lot of the people that hate on the whole thing just hate Tom Taylor in general. I hate Tom Taylor because he killed my dog. That's why. <laughs> but but crypto. No, that was yeah, that he, was Tom King. Yeah, no, <laughs> he, came, he came all the way from Australia to to murder my dog, and then he Murdered. left me a note that said, "This is for what you said about Superman's son of L, you fucking asshole." <laughs> And I never saw him again. I thought I thought you were gonna say you killed your dog and then left you a note that said dinner's in the fridge. Oh my god. Oh, that, that oh, that's too far. <laughs> oh. Damn. If you killed my dog, I don't even want to know what's in the fridge, okay? I'm not even gonna look. I'll let the, the police sort it out. Poor Kyle. Yeah. Did did I tell you guys I found out couple weeks ago that the page we got is mm. actually the pg version oh of of alex in the fridge initially Release the banks cut the the page the version the initial page was the fridge door completely open and she was like mm. cut up Oof, and dismembered yeah. but that's why like now it the fridge door is just closed over a little bit and that's why you only see a foot mm. yeah. um and it just makes you believe that she was just stuffed in there yeah. but like it's so much worse <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe that would have been a little too extreme for yeah especially for maybe. the 90s or even yeah. for the 90s i mean to say yeah. yeah uh it was a little early yet but yeah yep. if and jeff Loeb was writing the... it would have happened for sure oh yeah oh, no sure. if jeff Loeb was writing it major force probably would have eaten alexandra it would have been horrifying <laughs> and you would have had to watch it you would have had to read it <laughs> And he would have said, would have been you, know it's true. Brother. you know it's true. <laughs> there's two sides to Jeff Loeb there's Ultimatum <laughs> and there's Incredible Hulk. <laughs> so there's no in between. Halloween. Yeah. You have Blah beating the Wasp or you have Red Hulk making jokes. Like there's no in between. No. <laughs> then there's the long Halloween, which I guess is like a mix between the two, but. Okay, not so quite there's one graphic. in between. Yeah. There's one. Not, not quite yeah. as graphic as Ultimatum, thank God. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, speaking of the long Halloween, we should probably move along with the show. Yes. Uh, so no more Yeah, my score. <laughs> Nine out of ten. Sorry. All right. I won't I will stop derailing shit. <laughs> <laughs> no promises. 
But no uh, like the star of the long Halloween, we're going to talk about Batman number 142, written by Chip Zdarsky, uh, pencils by Giuseppe Camoncoli and Andrea Sorrentino. Can I get a hell yeah? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Stefano, uh, uh, Stefano Nisi and Sorrentino again on inks. Another hell yeah, please. Hell yeah. Um, Alejandro Sanchez and Dave Stewart on colors. Lettering from Clayton Coles. And the cover came by way of Kamikoli, Nisi, and Tomu Mori. So this is the Joker year one. I believe it's part one of three. And that's exactly what we have here. It's Ace Hood, or excuse me, it's Ace Chemicals, it's Red Hood. We even get acknowledgement of the three Jokers, definitely. So I really think that's going to be good when we get back to it. Um, it does a couple of things, this issue does. Uh, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail because I really think anybody that is a Batman or a jo Joker fan should really um, read this book to see if you like it. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, it starts out with Batman, and I'm assuming that's that it's current crazy Zer Batman um, has the Joker and is doing an autopsy on him. Pulls a cop uh, a capsule made out of Red Hood masks, two of them the size of a pill. Then it's a trip through the Joker's mind. Um, there's a lot of competition in there. <laughs> uh, he he has to stop himself from laughing and making jokes at literally everything, and he has to do it all of the time. He's fearless and a coward. He doesn't feel pain, but he's tired of being hurt and is deathly scared of being hurt by Batman. And it's the, it's the whole world going on around the Joker while all of this is happening. Um, and it ends with one hell of a what comes next. Um, th this isn't just a little different. This is, at least I think, easy to, it's like an easy to digest form of going through the joker's mind uh and I, I i like the way that they did it um especially with the back and forth from sorrentino's art and then kevin Colu and uh, nisi's team i'm just i'm really impressed with this and i would even say that at least in this issue a person could pick it up and read it without having to be invested in the current run that's a huge plus if if they can get a, a, a person into a current writer, let's get some of those returning comic fans, right? I mean, if you can't tell already, I love this title right now, and this issue is nearly perfect, literally. I, I, I gave it a 9.5 out of 10. Mm. I mean, just to, more to that credit, it has already completely sold out and is due for a second release, yeah. this issue. Yeah. It's insanely good. That's the power of the Joker. That's the power of Andrea Sorrentino. Yeah. <laughs> I wish that was true, but uh, yeah. I wish it was just that. Yeah. Not just but, Joker. You know, casual fans will see, ooh, a Joker story year one, yeah. and they'll pick it up. Well, they won't yes. care about the creative team. They'll see I was Joker. But they'll see I like the movie in 2019. Now, yeah. look, anybody that is a Joker fan is going to be an eight uh in a, a, a Sorrentino fan because yes. of the work that uh they've done previously on joker it's just oh my god i love i love the joker drawn that way so much yeah and, uh i would love to see a killer croc story what was, um, was that uh so many sorrentino Smile characters i would killer? love to see 
was the black label was it smile was it? killer yes or smile, killer killer. smile something like that um killer smile no There's killer smile, smile. Yeah. i think it was killer smile yeah yep but uh so good i loved it and i love it here yeah 100 yeah. percent. 9.5 out of 10 right End on story uh, the the only flack i can give this issue is what i can only assume were time jumps uh and they don't really tell you like i'm not looking for a year just like tell me where the jumps are because it's it's really jarring to be reading something and then there's something else happening altogether and you just don't know where the fuck you are um obviously there was stuff with the past but then there was stuff that may or may not have been in the future with batman and what ended up with the world is all joker and it was confusing uh to really piece together what the hell was really going on um, for me i think that the the first page with the autopsy and all of that i think that was present day and the rest of it i believe was in the past including the whole world being ran over by jokers the only thing that i'm interested i think it's and the one thing that that makes me think that that you might be right and perhaps i'm completely off here or maybe Zadarsky is mashing together a bit of a timeline, but he talks about Duke being out there and being infected. Exactly. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. that's what really got me on the. It's from the future, because um, certainly it, not in the past. Yeah. Yeah. At least not the past of year one. Anyway. Um, Could be yeah, as as a Joker percent, story, future state, future Joker. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> Didn't they do a Future State Joker? I think. Yeah, yeah. I was not reading Future State Gotham at that point. Oh man, and I got magistrate fatigue. Really weird. So bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, I read everything. Oh shit! I never want to hear that word magistrate ever again. All I remember is Rob said there was some point in the story where they jumped the shark, and that told me everything I needed to know. So I did not. The whole fucking thing I was one giant. That was yeah. The whole thing was one giant shark jump. It really was. It really was. Some of them had fantastic art, though, man. And a couple of them were good stories, but really, I mean, it was a gigantic shark jump. And let's be honest, folks, that shark, it was not very big. <laughs> <laughs> no, no it was not um all right so as far as joker stories go it was really good art really good um keeping up with overall continuity fucking amazing not only does he link it to zero year um but also year one and also three jokers <laughs> like it's it's wild the connections chip made in just one issue to so many different stories um and some of the art was better than the rest of the issue like i'm thinking of like the, the art throughout was amazing but that one panel where they had joker strapped to the machine oh God in the like the the, the Jesus, <laughs> Jesus on the cross style, yeah. yeah no, that, like, that panel was fantastic. I mean, Sorrentino stuff so is usually great, but detail. that was like I think it that was maybe it was the coloring or something, but it really looked like it yeah, leveled up for a it, second there. It did, yeah. It really popped. Mm. Fucking um, AJ Styles looked at it and went, "Now that's phenomenal." <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
He looks at Joker's arm and says, hey, that's a phenomenal forearm. Uh, uh, no. Yes. <laughs> um, no more jokes. Okay. Uh, yeah, so apart from the, the weird time jumps, I'm assuming, uh, our time jumps, I, that, that was the only jarring thing for the issue for me. I'm still giving it a 9 out of 10. I'm excited to see where this goes. Um, I did hear this was a weekly story arc, though. I think weekly, so. really. But at least I don't for remember the next seeing it next week or some releases. Oh, I, I yeah, believe I'm it also. Yeah, it's also out next week. Oh, okay. I don't have to wait a month for this. No. <laughs> yeah. You get all three parts in one month. That's yep. insane, and it fits. It fits so well. Yeah. Also, like what really also threw me off at the beginning was. I thought this was spinning out of the end of last issue where Joker and Bruce were in prison together and Joker was telling him the story of his past and the, this connection to Zura and R and failsafe and all that. No, the way I take it, that's that's possessed Batman. Zura and R possessed Batman and he's doing an autopsy on the Joker that he just killed. At the very, very first. No, yeah, at the very stage. beginning. Yeah. But I mean, like, I thought this this story arc itself was going to be spinning out of the end of last uh, issue. Gotcha. Yeah, but it didn't start with that. That's what really confused me as well. But still, nine out of ten, just solid stuff. Solid. What did you think, Brandon? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't really have uh, all that much to add outside of. Uh, everything that's already been said. I mean, you don't need me to sing the praises of Andrea Sorrentino more than I already have. Anyone who's read Gideon Falls and Green Arrow knows this dude is oh. shit. And he's really like showing off here. Like uh, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe a little too much, almost to the point where it, it's like I'm not a huge fan of of um, Giuseppe Camincoli. I think his stuff has been getting better lately, but generally yeah. it's it's never for me but i'm i don't know it's just like when you have we have cam and coley and it's it's fine in this issue like it works next to some of sorrentino's art it's like they knew what they were doing where it's yeah. almost embarrassing how how different the levels are between these two um at least for me so it's 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 almost like you didn't have to go that hard you could have phoned it in a little bit um <laughs> but but no aside from that like i i'm definitely interested and I, I see where the confusion might be in terms of timelines and everything. Is this in the future? Is this some kind of weird alternate past? It has to be some kind of future because this is clearly an older Bruce, but um, it's it's just not clear. But it's it's interesting at least, and it's um, sufficiently mysterious where I'm I'm not put off. I'm interested to see what happens next. So, yeah, no, I uh, I gave this an eight point five out of ten. I'm definitely uh, invested to see where part two is going to go. Right on. Sorrentino on Green Hour, that was Lemire's run, right? Yes. And it's yes. the fucking best. Yeah. It is seriously like one of the best Green Arrow runs ever. Yeah. All right, Brandon, tell me who it is that I'm thinking about. Um, I'm going to tell you a name. It's okay. the wrong name, and I need you to okay. tell me what the right one is. <laughs> let's do it let's do good it good luck <laughs> Stefan sedgwick um Stefan sayek sayek yeah Sayek. yes i want Stephen. to see 
I don't actually know. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I, I always say Stefan. Yeah. So you know who I'm talking about. Yes. Then. Yeah. I need to see a draw off between them, Andreas Sorrentino, and Liam Sharp. I just like ooh. oh damn oh. damn i, I might I automatically be going for liam sharp but <laughs> I, I, well, I don't know that's I, your I, tough highest. one well i i feel like to answer your question it it has to it has to be a specific thing like it can't just be draw anything like each of them has to be told to i don't know draw like i don't know like uh draw green lantern fighting an alien or something that's the only thing i can think of right now um but, and, and each of them each green of them has to lantern, come up with a different way to do it green lantern fighting a dragon i think um, Sharp already did that <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah in the uh, the green lantern issue where he's on yeah. like Athmora or whatever it's called yeah all right Athmora oh, was amazing yes I was oh well then you know what i want to see him do i want to see them have arthur and jackson fighting the trench in zebel so it'll be bright and shiny and horror at mm. the same time i would love to see sorrentino draw aquaman oh god yes either any of I those three that would look like a anybody please oh man <laughs> i don't know if you ever read um well i think we covered it but do you remember the Aquaman Andromeda book from Marvy and uh, Christian Ward. Yeah, I, I really like Christian Ward on the book. Don't get me wrong; that was that that worked very well. But now all I can think about is like if they'd gotten Sorrentino to do that book and really, really been leaned so in, much better. That would have been so good. Oh, that would have been fantastic. So I, I have Orly Imsurp either. I'm yes. just they're they're all just beautiful, beautiful artists, man um i i have a a not necessarily a counter but i'll say a counter to your draw off roster mm. my preferred draw off roster to see who could draw the best image between uh, mike diodato jr frank miller and john Romita jr now, now, what are you now, trying to do to me <laughs> <laughs> i who said me this... I'm not, i just want to see who would draw the best <laughs> <laughs> This dude's just like, what are the three worst artists I could say without saying Riley Ross? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was really waiting for that. <laughs> the sad part is I was trying to, I thought of Frank Miller and, and JR. And I was trying yeah. to think of a third one, and the first one that popped in my mind was Riley Rosmo, but that's just going to put Josh off. Yeah. <laughs> He's just going to yeah. go on a tirade. You would still <laughs> want it. <laughs> I can't. Ugh. No. Riley would win anyway. Don't worry. Mm -hmm. It's true. Yeah. I dislike That's Frank Miller's true. art almost as much as I dislike Riley Rosmos for different reasons. But yeah, I just as I just like Frank Miller's reasons. art for so much. Oh. <laughs> so much. Yeah. It's okay to have bad tastes. You, bad you won't taste. you won't be whatever. Yeah. Bad art, and then like he came up with a semi cool idea, put a horrible Robin in it, and then took way too much acid and finished the series. <laughs> Riley Rosma, no, Frank Miller. <laughs> I know, I know what you're you trying know, to say about think... the Dark Knight Returns, but you're crazy. Oh my god, and then what the Golden Child, 
that we don't Did talk about that? third one. Yeah, those those we don't, don't, we don't talk about DK. We don't talk about those. <laughs> Look, Dark Dark Knight Returns can be the most mediocre Batman story ever, but Carrie Kelly was definitely the best Robin. <laughs> and <laughs> he left. And you he made him so <laughs> I uh, thought I was gonna get kicked out. <laughs> yeah. He said no. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> well, now you're just being Oh shit! That was. Oh, that's All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, so let's move on uh, to our <laughs> next book. Um, <laughs> anybody got a transition for me? Um, <laughs> do I have a transition for you, Captain? No, well, not at all. You both have been very childish, and the only child that we should be concerned with right now is Billy Batson. And family. I don't know. I, I think Beautiful. I think Josh, Josh said the magic word right away. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it is Shazam number eight. <laughs> um thank you gentlemen for the perfect segues uh so we are here shazam number eight this is written by mark wade and goran suzuka uh sorry if i mispronounced that uh colors from ivy svorsina you really just got screwed with the credits this week and letters from troy pateri thank you for having a name i can pronounce (laughs) Um, sorry, so not written, so storytellers, uh, Mark Wade and Goran Suzuka. I imagine Goran Suzuka is the artist, uh, but obviously yes. helped with the story beats. Um, main cover well, by Dan Mora. Many people would say it's only half a story without the art, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, and there is definitely some storytelling in a lot of this art as well. Um, with just facial expressions alone. So it definitely mm-hmm. lends credence to that idea. Uh, so picking up where we left off last issue, the captain and Black Adam had a fight that demolished the, I was going to say Batson home, but Billy's adopted home, uh, leaving his family homeless uh, and practically penniless since they now have no home to sell to buy their new home, which was going to be amazing. Um and despite this issue being called the Captain versus Black Adam Part Two, they don't really do much more fighting beyond the first couple of pages, where they yell at each other a little bit about whose fault this is. And as Black Adam realizes it's actually Billy's house, he flies away and says, "This is the my state is none of your concern. We will speak no more of this." By asshole. Um, then Billy turns to the dinosaurs, uh, says, "No one cares about your paperwork. You can fuck off." Um, Yells and then it. pretty much right in their face. Uh, right and this is face. this is yeah. when Mr. Dinosaur uh, pokes his head out of the Rock of Eternity uh, when he sees a doorway appear, but realizes this is actually the doorway that's supposed to go back to the Batson home uh, into Billy's closet. But there's no house there, and yeah, all he's doing now is the closet go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now all he can do is watch this dinosaur uh, companion. Uh, com- compatriots uh talk to billy and tawny tiger can i just say the the panel of of mr dinosaur peeking out of the rock of eternity window looking down on the two dinosaur auditors with their pathetically (laughs) small pistols facing it at the captain 
is yeah. like the perfect out of context panel. And if you oh, just yeah. send that to someone without <laughs> telling them at all what this issue is about, it would be perfect yeah. to see their reaction. Even, even with the dialogue alone, it says, give me my honor, yeah. give and, me my tiger. <laughs> it's like, I just want to send that to someone with no context and be like, what the <laughs> I, I, there is actually a subreddit called Out of Context Comics. I yeah. might just post that because yes. that, that is really well done. <laughs> um, right, so Billy is able to rescue Tani. The dinosaurs give up and, and say, okay, fine, we will go. But you have one ungorks to deliver the auditor or consequences will be felt planet wide. And if you're wondering what an ungorks is, you find out in a couple of pages that an ungorks is roughly 58 minutes. Not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like three hours, yeah. something like that. Yeah, but yep. 50, 58 minutes, that's fair. Um, so Billy rushes off uh, knowing what he has to do next. He goes to his family and trying to use the, the who whose courage is it? Achilles? Yes. Courage mm -hmm. of Achilles um, to tell his family what happened to their home. Uh, but obviously uh, daddy's not happy, wants to talk to Billy directly, so he's forced to go back into Billy. Um and as his dad reveals that with no home, the foster agency is going to learn about this eventually and might just take all of you kids away. Um, so Billy didn't just wreck the home. He wrecked the family. Good job, Billy. Mm -hmm. Josh, what is it you always used to say? Oh, Billy. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Billy. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, it's very appropriate. So, meanwhile, on the dinosaur spaceship, yeah. which uh, suspiciously looks like the Enterprise, <laughs> I think that was <laughs> a little purpose. bit, doesn't yeah, it? It's just very a little much bit. Little on the nose. Um, yeah, yeah, a little, little too much. Complete with the red shirts on the ship. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, the Ungorks is almost up, and the Admiral is prepping for weapons and charges to be blown up across the earth but one of the ensigns asks if they could just give the hairless ape just one last chance uh, mm -hmm. so they deploy all sorts of pamphlets across the entire planets uh threatening destruction of the planet if that auditor dinosaur is not given to the dinosaurs uh so billy decides he, he can't let this happen he's got to figure this out so he reverts back to the captain Asks Darla for her help, despite the fact that she doesn't want to. Says, look, it's a matter of life and death. The whole world needs your help, please. So he grabs Auditor Dinosaur and Darla, heads to the spaceship. It says, you can have your Auditor, but first my sister wants to ask you some questions. And the questions are, why do you have to take away Mr. Dinosaur Man? And why? Really over. just one question. And over and over. And over. And, over. Very, very <laughs> and that, that bought Billy some time to go to the Rock of Eternity, talk to Zeus, and plead for some help. Uh, but Zeus, still pissed off about what happened in the first arc, refuses to assist. But this is when Black Adam arrives, and quite surprisingly, I might add, and uses his own kind of pull as a godlike being, uh, at least as he believes himself to be, to kinda, also plead with kinda, Zeus. Kind of shames him. Yeah, like, yeah, you're a god and you're just going to let people, like, ignore you? No. Um, <laughs> oh, so squabbles. Exactly. Uh, so Black Adam begins to talk some sense into Zeus, uh, but as they continue to have their conversation, Billy 
it says he has to go away uh, to save his sister. So he heads back to the ship as the auditors, uh, not the the, uh, the dinosaur general, is just done with everything. Um, literally, is done with life. He asks one of his crewmen to kill him. Uh, he's just too too many fucking wise. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's right. dead inside. Yep. <laughs> he's the oh. inexperienced uncle. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I, mean, uh, I, can't, I fucked up. I signed up for this. Yeah. I didn't know what I was getting into. You, you gotta find dream. a way to get around the whys. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not easy. Um, I've, I've done it too many fucking times. <laughs> uh, right, so Billy arrives as the captain and takes Darla and now Mr. Dinosaur away as the... Uh, general is just like hey, fuck it we'll fill out any form we have to do just get the get us the hell out of here uh so he heads back to the remainder of his home and finds that the home is back it is standing zeus was able to actually help out thanks to black adam and uh not only that made the house ever so slightly bigger and also um took away the memories of all the neighbors so nobody realizes that there was ever a destruction in the first place. Um, now we have two epilogues. Part one, uh, the Royal Palace of Kandak. Billy visits Black Adam, thanks him for his help, uh, and says, I owe you one. And as Adam says, there is no debts, uh, simply as responsibility, I helped out. Uh, but if you strike me again, it will be the last time. And that's when Billy flies off. And then in the second epilogue, Tawny is cooking dinner for the family as they're pleading for it um, and getting a little rowdy as Tawny is looking for a seasoning to put in the, the food he's making, but he can't find it. So he decides to just head off and give the children their food anyway, as we see three eyes in the cupboard uh, looking out and they're all sideways next, the creeper. And if that's like the creeper or they're talking about the thing in the cupboard, I don't know. <laughs> I'm hoping both. To be honest with you, um, yeah, you can't have weird. something in the comics called the creeper and not have it be the creeper. You, <laughs> if that ends up being what happens, it gets an automatic two. <laughs> I didn't know you were such a big fan of the creeper. Yeah. It's Tom Taylor's fault. That's why DC Unkillables <laughs> number three is my because <laughs> Jack Ryder's in it. <laughs> Jack Ryder dies in it. After I after Tom Taylor wrote him so fucking good, he made me fall in love with the creeper. That's how you fell in love with the creeper? Wow. Tom's like, yeah. <laughs> yep. And wow. then he killed him. I mean, to be fair, Tom Taylor did write Jack Ryder so fucking well. Yeah. I guess the creeper, he wasn't Jack Ryder, he was the creeper. Yeah, but so yeah. goddamn good. <laughs> Tree you will lobster. never have a creeper like that again. Just be I'm warned. A, I'm a tree lobster for life. <laughs> right on. All uh, right. So for this issue, I, I quite enjoyed it. Uh, the story arc wrapped up quite neatly, and you get teases for the next story arcs. Um, a nice little little two-issue adventure with Black Adam. Can't complain. It's not a six-issue banger, so I'm okay with that. I, I don't mind. That sometimes really I prefer. At this point. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I prefer smaller issue story arcs. I, yeah. I don't need or necessarily even care about six-issue like story arcs. They're just too long sometimes. Like a two-issue arc is perfect for me. I love that. Um, 
so this this really went well with me. I really enjoyed it. The art was awesome. The story was fun. Uh, Darla was fantastic. So many out of context panels that <laughs> will just have non readers go, "What the fuck is this book?" Um, eight point seven five out of ten. Solid mm. issue. Yeah, no, I gave this uh, eight point five. Much for the same reasons as you. It's just fun two issue arc, not taking itself too seriously. Has a nice. I guess moment of maturity for Billy and that he is able to find a solution and use his his influence as the captain to eventually get away to get the house back and also annoy the shit out of some dinosaurs. I don't know. How can you not love that? So it's a good issue. Exactly. Yeah. Any any book that fleshes out the cosmic world of DC, even yeah. so slightly, I, I like it. Mm-hmm. So you were a fan of Justice League Odyssey then? I'm working towards it. <laughs> it, it remains to be seen if anything that happened in <laughs> Justice League Odyssey actually meant anything. Yeah. Or actually sticks around. Yeah. Including all of those planets that came back in No Justice. <laughs> they kind it of feels, just disappeared. <laughs> feels like the only thing that stuck around from Justice League Odyssey was Joshua <laughs> Williamson. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> everything went. Everything else went the way of the dodo, and he didn't even finish the damn book. Fucking jerk. <laughs> um, but as far as Brandon, did we? Uh, did we get your score? Yeah, no, I said eight point five. Eight point five. Well, I gave it a two. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, actually, uh, in this issue, basically run down, Shazam was able to save Mr. Dino, the auditor, get his house rebuilt, develop a crappy relationship with Black Adam, show Zeus a little bit of, or get a little bit of respect for Zeus and get in touch with his Shazam powers better. Um, and then the creeper shows up. I, I, I do wonder where that's going before I go on. I will say that I don't think I've seen the creeper since deceased. And I love that character so much. I really hope that Wade does him justice. So um, I, I I haven't really been a, fun, a fan of this run at all in any way, shape, or form. Haven't hit it. Um, while I've always enjoyed the art, nearly all of it, it just it didn't feel like a Shazam story to me, and I know that I'm going to get a lot of what's, um, but it felt like an imitation Shazam story. Um, it felt empty, but... <clears throat> This last, if this last issue was really good. Um, it wrapped everything up. Basically, no loose ends at all. It was nice and tidy and, and done well. I can definitely appreciate that. Plus, it hit on little details like the foster agency um, finding out about the house being gone. That helps out a lot, too. I would say that this is easily the best issue that Wade has done since he started on World's Finest. Um, I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. I, I can definitely agree with that. It might be the best issue Wade has done since World's Finest, with the exception of World's Finest number nine. <laughs> Wait, which one was that? The date issue. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Wait, was that nine or was that 11? Or I don't think I remember either. It I might be 12. 11. I, think it's I was hoping that if you were going to say that there was one that was better, that it was going to be composite Superman Batman, but no. Oh, that was just one panel. It wasn't the whole issue. I know, but that's that's the only and thing. And I got Neza fatigue. <laughs> well, that's just because we went straight into the whole Lazarus planet thing after Batman yeah. and Robin. It was just too much, too fast. The, the only but. good thing about Neza was the connections to Monkey King or Monkey Prince. 
that that is definitely fair enough but i uh i did suffer my 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 fair share of um toxicity from that yeah. um, speaking of which we'll have uh, 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 number 19 Laz- lazarus toxicity no <laughs> yes <laughs> um written by g willow wilson marcio takara back on the art colors from arif prianto as always letters from the guy that has become my favorite letterer hassan atsmani alhau he's just super clean and a cover by the wonderfully talented jessica Fong. um so we're at the secret origin of pamela isley part one of three that's what this is um, we all pretty much know how Ivy got her powers, her traditional origin story. This takes it back a bit younger, and it gives us a much more detailed look. It's Pam in college as an undergraduate in the same class as Alec Holland, Swamp Thing, by the way. And her teacher is, of course, Jason Woodrow. He likes her. She likes him. Hmm, I wonder where this is going. Uh, so his goal <laughs> is basically the class he's teaching is. You guessed it, pretty much making chimeras, mixing animals with other stuff, his end goal being plants. But, of course, he can't get the approval. Uh, It does a really, really good job of painting a picture of the kind of manipulative prick Woodrow was. He separated Pamela from the rest of the class, from her friends, made her his special student, started hooking up. We all know what that means. Right. (laughs) Then uh, and then brings her into his secret lab that he's funding with money that he stole from the university and then sends her out to do illegal shit uh, that he's not risking. Just her going out, stealing shit again, manipulative prick, Um, uh, illegal, like robbing the university's lab where, of course, a guard sees her. She starts running while she's thinking about how this 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 could kind of be her thing. And then the issue's over with. Um, I think it was fantastic. I think Wilson did such an amazing job in doing exactly what she set out to do. Uh, Takara made it all look amazing. The art nearly told uh, told nearly as much of the story as the writing did. It was all done so, so good. Um, when I say uh, uh, Wilson setting out to do, what she, uh, accomplishing what she set out to do, I mean, she, she did... Uh, she, she she wanted to show uh you know uh somebody what's the right word there um i guess just being taken advantage of mind i don't want to say mind control but definitely in manipulated definitely manipulated yeah i said it twice why didn't i think of it the first time? <laughs> all right um but yeah so uh 9.5 no lie this was fucking beautiful what did I give birds? I did I give I think I gave birds of prey nine out of ten. And I yes. I'm very tempted to give you a nine out of ten too, because I know everyone was like, uh, we're already getting Joker one. Do we need poison ivy year one? Like another origin story. But I, I think the thing that I can appreciate about this is it's pretty well established that Ivy's origin oh. is very closely tied to Woodrow. She was friends with uh holland like all those are familiar hallmarks but what makes this work differently is how it's told very much so or very much done well and differently by g will wilson which is what makes the story at least for me all that much more interesting because again all these things are familiar you've 
you've seen them before in various secret origins iterations but this one is is i think told probably superbly i would say superbly yes by g Willis. absolutely um, and i just i like the the running thing for me that has kept this series interesting has always been wilson's voice for poison ivy which is is continuously just been a really interesting take and i think that's even better here where she's reflecting on how she used to be and definitely how she recognized that like oh i was i was in this like whirlwind romance romance with woodrow but even i could tell something was wrong like you get these seeds of who ivy will eventually become even early on and i just all that stuff works so well so um, it really does i don't know i i think i think i'll just have to i'll give it a nine out of ten too i i really did like it but i didn't want it to tie with birds of prey because then i'm going to do a tie when we do our top three that's going to be hard so <laughs> i don't know i don't know it's hard but Fuck it. I'll just, yeah, I'll give it a nine out of 10. It was a great issue. What can I say? Um, what can you say? I could probably say a lot more, but <laughs> I won't in the interest of time. Uh, yeah, I almost forgot to read this. I read it on the way home today. I thought I had read it Tuesday and then I realized today I hadn't. Um, it, when Poison Ivy comes out, it's the first fucking book i read because it puts me in a better mood when approaching the rest of them yeah <laughs> i i do like to say best for last and mm -hmm. this this i'm not gonna say was the best but it was really good um and i really enjoyed it 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 is also like like brandon said it's kind of funny we have the juxtaposition of poison ivy year one and joker year one technically in the same week but I'm not against it. Like, like this is doing its own thing. It is kind of rehashing the story we have already seen with Jason Woodrue and Alec Holland and whatnot in the past in college, but we're getting a bit more of it this time. Um, and I'm I'm very curious to see like how deep this is going to go and what it could reveal for future stories. Um, also, kind of annoying that we're getting this after the bomb reveal at the end of last issue where Woodrow as Floronic Man just burst out of Ivy's chest like a fucking facehugger alien. So I was looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. this, I mean, obviously this is a little disappointing. Yeah. Obviously yeah. this is taking place right now because you're right. Whatever we're going to see happen in the past over the course of these next two issues. Yeah. Um, is definitely going to be affecting the story from from going forward but yeah good stuff man um yeah no honestly really good the yeah. art fantastic happy to have the team together again um i don't yeah i don't even know what else to say josh it, it was i'm pretty cut and dry issue I'm, I'm interested to hear what you might think about this but based on the way we got this um trying to find the right way to say it based on the way this issue depicted linda holland and to a lesser extent alec holland would you be interested in a swamp thing year one by g willow wilson Ooh. oh fuck yes let's go oh my god because i was yes. thinking about that That's the whole time i was like she clearly has this interest in linda and i'm like shit man if you were to let her do like a Swamp Thing mini or something. I'd love to see 
like an exploration of the Holland relationship before and leading up to and eventually after um, Alec becomes the Swamp Thing. Yeah, done by I mean, If you would, if you would have asked me to pick somebody that's a current talent at DC to write a fucking Swamp Thing year one, I mean, the, I, I wouldn't have even taken a breath. I would have said Gromfy, <laughs> but G Willow Wilson, um, is fucking perfect. I want to see. That I mean, so like bad. literally perfect. Yeah. That's yeah. that that's 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 a perfect pick for a for a year one swamp thing. All right, knock on wood. We put it, it out there it, and now we just wait for DC to do it. Is it just a coincidence that the best book featuring every plant based character in DC is written by somebody whose name is Willow? Whoa. <laughs> Such a comedian you are. I'm yeah. not even joking. Like that's oddly <laughs> like I'm thinking there's something there. He's a plant. I don't know. <laughs> we we yeah. still don't know what G stands for. Glorious. We decided that. I mean, that's what we decided. What does it really stand for? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Glorious Willow Wilson. Glorious Willow Wilson. Yeah. Um, as for this issue, though, I will give it an 8.5 out of 10. 8.5. You rascally dog, you. How dare I? All right, so with that, we have finished our books for the week. This concludes our weekly conversations. Indeed now, does. moving on to... <laughs> I won't sound like a robot anymore. Uh, top three and favorite moment if you had one. Oh, boy. Um, mine was hard. Mine was hard as hell. Yeah. But yeah, because I'm finalizing I, mine. Because I don't do ties. Um, I, Birds of Prey came in at a 9.25. Okay, cool. That gets number three. Um, this was the hard part. Second place is going to go to Poison Ivy, which was a near poof, perfect book, but only because Batman had uh Sorrentino. Honestly, though, these two issues were ultimately really similar, similar, and I, I just, I, I fucking love both of them so much because while they, yeah, while they were both year ones, they were totally different kinds of stories, and you just so fucking good so batman gets number one right on. um my favorite moment it's it's gonna be uh in batman when i got to see joker with a full fucking beard uh, <laughs> yeah i was not expecting that it was no my second favorite isn't actually going to be a part of a book but it's the advertisement on the Sinister Sons down there in the corner right. that says, meet oh, nice. the deadliest Nepo babies in the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is like, I don't know who wrote that fucking tagline, but it's they need be a, bossy. It, better yeah. be a, it better be a Christmas bonus involved in for that shit. Cause that was just, <laughs> that's all that's gold right there. Oh, you're saying it's better than bad, mad and angry at dad. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, actually. <laughs> yes. The deadliest Nepo babies yeah. in the galaxy. That is fucking awesome. Yeah. And now I, all of a sudden I want to see them fight the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Like, be so I, cool. I know that that series is not on anyone's most wanted list of the year, but I am so stoked for that book. 
I might be the only one in the world. We'll have to see. I am a Tomasi fan through yeah. and through. I really enjoy his work. Um, I like La Fuente. Um, so far, the lead-ups into it. Uh, what's his name? Korg? Korg. Or Sinson, yeah. if you prefer. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I, I like Korg. I am not sold in any way, shape, or form on lore. Lorzod or whatever. Lorzod, yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. Well, we're going to have to see. I'm sure Tomasi yeah. can do something for me. Yeah, we, cool. we haven't seen Tomasi write Lorzod yet, I think. No, unless, I don't think so. Unless he did it in Action Comics, I could be mistaken. Yeah, but Superman, I can't remember. So, yeah, some somewhere along that line. Um, but yeah, like this, this is going to be very different Lorzod than we've seen, I imagine, especially pe- paired up with Sinsum. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fingers crossed, man. Yeah. But like when when you think of Tomasi's two best books off the top of your head, you think of Super Sons and Green Lantern Corps, right? Or is that just uh, no? I think no. of <laughs> Super <laughs> Sons. I think of Batman and Robin and Superman. Uh, Hugh Simpleton. <laughs> Actually. Ooh. <laughs> going the name calling now. Well, yes. actually, actually, okay, I don't see Tamashi Superman with an omnibus, okay? Uh, actually, it does. Maybe if you looked on Amazon.com, you Superman. might see one. Tomasi Superman has an omnibus. It does. It's the Superman by Pete Tomasi, Peter J. Tomasi, <laughs> and, and uh, what, what, Pat Gleason omnibus. Shit, I'm pretty sure his Batman and Robin has one too. Doesn't you it? should study your facts a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> Push up class. <laughs> like Claire. <laughs> Don't mess with me, bitch. <laughs> You're not on my level. <laughs> How dare I mess with the librarian? Oh, God. <laughs> um, no, Super uh, Tomasi's Green Lantern yeah. Corps is, is also excellent. I'm not I'm not even gonna rank them, put them in competition. I I'm just, honestly I'm just being I think, an Uber nerd. I think my favorite Tomasi is when he writes detective. Interesting, that like Detective great. Comics. I, yeah, I did enjoy that run too, but it's not yeah like top Tomasi for me. But I did really mm. enjoy it. it. It had its arcs, but I don't know. I think it kind of it fell off towards the end. But the I think that was just because like did with Francis Manipal. Was Joker's it a... daughter was in it? There was a. That's that's the one where he had like the team, wasn't it? Har- yeah, oh, Harvey yeah, was that's leading the, the, the. Oh God, oh, play God, play that's, face and that's part of real. the um, super heavy shit. I mean, it's not the super heavy. It's like super heavy adjacent, I think. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was, oh, I enjoyed that. It was part yeah. of Rebirth. I'm pretty sure. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I think it was Wait. post super heavy, wasn't it? Because it was. Oh, it yeah. started. It started with the renumbered. Francis Manipal. Hold on. I'm not Detective sure what you're comics, talking about. Detective Comics 41 through 47. Yeah, that's that's the... I oh, think yeah. that's part of... That's like super heavy adjacent stuff. Yeah, it's, that it's is super heavy adjacent. Yeah. yeah, that's... And it was good. Uh, well, okay, then who... Who, <laughs> who, said, who uh, did the stuff at, like post-rebirth when it went back to original numbering? Uh, James Tynan. Ah, that's it. That sure. that run is 
Trash. Still, still one of my favorites. It's trash. 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 No, I thought it was great. Was good. Yeah, that's that's the whole. Um. um, Oh my god, that's the one I was talking about this whole time. Yeah. No, that's um, the the whole Knights of Gotham thing. Yeah. Or Gotham Uh, Knights. Yeah. And then and and oh Jesus Christ. Don't even don't even get me started. It was like a domino train of, of dog shit. And I, I don't know what we we have to do a deep dive on on Tiny and this detective comics to figure out what the fuck it is you yeah. about it. Like, I, that, that I, one was great. Clear. Yeah, that was that was like that and Howlin' Pals were consistently yeah. the top rated rebirth books. It it had some of the best Tim Drake moments ever. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I read, um, that's like literally the only thing that was great about it. Cass and Clayface. Uh, Cass were yeah. Cass was great. It had that great arc with Zatanna and Asriel. Asriel was cool. That was great. Yeah. The the stuff with Batwoman. It had oh my god! Had like one of my favorite single issues of the Bat Family ever. Nine seventy five. The trial of Batwoman. Yeah. That was fantastic. Like that run is trial. Trial of Batman was good. The trial of Batwoman. Not that's what I meant. It's only it's only one art or one issue. One, yeah. It was good. Yes, I will. After she supposedly killed Clayface. Supposedly, supposedly, yeah. Mm. Didn't though. No. No. Well, they gave Clayface a happy ending, kind of, and then and then he went on to do even better with the. Dark designer and all of that wonderful shit. Well, that's that's uh, a whole other thing. That, but the detective that's, stuff that's was not good. even detective. That's yeah, that's the detective the stuff is series. Good. Yeah, yeah. I still <laughs> have a lot of love for that run. That was like yeah, that was that was, was my good. shit in freshman year of high school. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't wasn't my shit in freshman year of high school. It was my no. shit. Post high school, but still. yeah, well, yeah, I was I was twenty. Shit, freshman year of high school would have been what, like the Infinite Crisis era? Yeah, yeah, yeah like the Green Lantern Rebirth. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Oh I'm sorry. I hope I make you feel <laughs> I, I I was you, trying to put a timeline on it. Help Josh feel even older. Oh God. What was in your freshman year of high school, Josh? Like, Probably my freshman Nightfall year of high school <laughs> Nightfall. Because <laughs> you're um, 1978, right? Uh, 1979. Okay, yeah. Um, okay. Crisis. <laughs> yeah. So that's like 1994, 1993. Yeah, so like 90, 92, I was in yeah, uh, so like grade. Oh, yeah. Death of Superman, Nightfall. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was hustling and busting ass so I could buy every single fucking issue. Yeah. By oh, the I time by the time I yeah, by the time and we get image, to my freshman was, year, they oh, were God. already doing 25th anniversary editions of the death. <laughs> so let that sink in. <laughs> oh, I have my friend oh, many, many, let many, that many sink a time. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> I uh yeah I I read the shit out of that I was reading the shit out of so much um all the car all the carnage stuff at that time I was reading um 
uh adventures of captain america that was great uh so many fucking image comics and wild storm i even want to say i was reading some top cow back then oh wow yeah well top cow would have been actually i don't know when i don't know when when the whole like imprint started yeah but i know like cyber force probably would have started by then and maybe the darkness I, you'd have to you'd have to correct me on the timeline, but I uh, think that's like fucking darkness, dude. Early to mid nineties. <laughs> yeah, I oh, I'm sure. I'm shocked we haven't talked about that before. Oh God, I loved it. I loved it. I loved the hell out of the stories, dude. I thought mm. they were fantastic. The darkness, and then I was also a sucker for Witchblade. Well, I figured, yeah, I figured with like the the design and the costumes and the whole tone and everything, that's like yeah, right. It's just like. Yeah. And completely fucking mind blowing at the time. Yeah. Yep. It's like I'm gonna pick up fucking Nightfall, and then I'm gonna pick up something fucking Jim Lee's doing it. It's like, <laughs> whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're telling no, me one day Jim Lee could be doing Batman? What? Yeah. what? <laughs> no way. Right. Never in a million years would I have yeah. ever seen that guy. Well, that's why it's like I can't imagine what it must have been like back in '92, where you're like Jim Lee, like the X Men guy. Like you think of X Men, this is him, and then all of a sudden he's got this whole new book of different characters who may or may not be ripoffs of X Men yeah. characters. But anyway, the, but yeah. the the intention is is different. Yeah. Like oh, we're doing our whole different thing. Like that's that's yeah. crazy. Never would have imagined it. Yeah. Nope. But it was awesome because it was like these are great X Men stories. This, I mean, not X Men stories. Uh, <laughs> like, there's always that age old question: if you could time travel to any period and just tell somebody something. Mm -hmm. Like for me, it would be go back to 1993 and tell Josh that Jim Lee will one day draw Batman. <laughs> uh, you would, I would not believe you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And you have to bring a, no a copy way. of Hush, and you'd be like, "This is this isn't real. This is fake. like fuck you. No way." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're what northeast north northeast accent? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, bring out that that northern Yankee. Yeah. Talk through my nose a little bit. Just just brushing the edges of Canadian. Yep. Yeah, that's barely. Yeah. Uh, all right. So top threes though. <laughs> Which yeah. Is three. Brandon, I haven't done it yet. Um, okay. Brandon. Oh, I thought you were gonna go, but I can go. Not, if you, I, th I thought you were ready. Go for it. Okay. Uh, for me, ready? number three, <laughs> I will do Shazam. Number eight. Uh, number two. Um. I'm really torn between. Oh no, number three was was torn between Batman one forty two and Neil before Zod number two, but I'm kind of pushing more oh, toward Neil before Zod. Believe it or not, uh, the ending was very interesting. Yes, that and last fucking page was. I was. I I went whoa. Yeah, that surprised me. So we'll see what issue three brings. And it's tying into what's going on in DC Cosmic right now, and it's building that world out a little bit more. So, like I said earlier, if if it's building on DC Cosmic, I'm stoked. Um, so I got Neil Before Zod number three, Shazam at number two, and Birds of Prey number six at number one. 
Uh, with favorite moments, I think might just go to um, Diana and Barda working together to hold the jar. Just gave me a bit of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh boy. Okay. Well, for my top three, I <laughs> have. I gotta ask you guys a what question. You ever hear like like you hear somebody say something and it and and it takes you back to something. It reminds you of it and like mm. then that that's all you can hear like every single time since that song came out when when i hear are you ready i instantly think of sexy back <laughs> are you ready yeah you ready yeah. every single fucking time <laughs> i just had to let that out i can't yeah, if you yeah, ever hear me doing fun. it, that's why. Like that doesn't happen for me with that word, or that line. But like, mm-hmm. I, I know what you mean. This happened to me for some other stuff. I'm stuck on it yeah. forever. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be sitting like in your head for the rest of the 15th. night. <laughs> it's there forever. Oh. It's been like 15 fucking years. <laughs> <laughs> you ready? <laughs> Oh, oh man. Okay. Uh, right, my we'll time three. Back, yes. <laughs> I, I'll do my best. Uh, number three, <laughs> I have Batman 142. Number two, I put Poison Ivy number 19, but just barely beating it out. I had to give it to Birds of Prey number six. It's just, just a great issue. Um, but my favorite moment of this week is going to be a safe one. It's, it's going to be Sorrentino's depiction of joker like on that cross beam or whatever it is just oh god yeah, laid yes. out it's just so gorgeous it's yeah. a very easy choice but I, I just loved it that that was definitely going to be one of my favorite moments but yeah i figured one of y'all was going to pick that one. Oh yeah uh, i mean absolutely gorgeous. fucking gorgeous artwork but uh yeah dude seeing seeing joker <laughs> with the fucking full beard that was yeah. done so well. i was not expecting that oh <laughs> uh, god now i've got to go read the call mm-hmm. and yeah. and oh what in the fuck is this brandon what is black cloak oh that's the kelly thompson book another kelly thompson book oh jesus i've got to read this who is drawing Great that book. meredith mclaren Ooh, Meredith McLaren can also, fucking draw. Yeah, no, she's great. And she <laughs> colors the stuff too. And it's like just phenomenal. Wow. But they did another okay. book together, Heart in a Box, that was like this somewhat supernatural story um, about like basically losing your heart and finding pieces of it again. It's a weird story, but I really liked Putting it. Putting it in a box? Yeah, but but Black Cloak <laughs> is great. I, I would definitely recommend that. I think you'd really like it too. It's got like a lot of interesting fantastical elements all right black cloak and the cool and damn it um hold on uh black cloak and the cool and fantastic four yeah and i could i ultimate spider-man ultimate spider-man ultimate black panther Panther, ultimate x-men oh which that that comes out in march so you yeah. have time. Ultimate Black Panther. Don't let me yeah. forget about the Momoko stuff. Oh, it, I don't know if it's been confirmed yet, but I think there is an Ultimate series coming up. 
from yeah they, they kind of teased it yeah in the free comic book day well, yeah. i'm not getting <laughs> which I is, it's four the lineup of the yeah no all right so i've got i've got that but fantastic i saw to recover yeah that's not happening i can't joshua williamson is too joshua williamson in this shit but um at least transformers if i'm I'm reading this (laughs) then y'all have to start reading thundercats i will give it a shot (laughs) i will try I'll read the first issue at least. I just I know nothing about Thundercats, and I you yeah, didn't know anything about Transformers or GI Joe either. That's true. That's fair. So I'll yeah, give it a shot. I like Declan Shelby. Open your horizons, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a lot of stuff that people don't generally know yeah. about the Thundercats, and they make sure that they hit it here. Like a lot of people don't know that Lionel is actually the same age. Well, just like a year or two older mm-hmm. than Wiley Kit and Wiley Cat. Can I just say, and please don't leave <laughs> I in think a fit. Brandon's going to say the same thing I, I'm thinking Okay, right now. here's the thing. Like, <laughs> I Obviously, I didn't know a lot about Transformers, but I was willing to give it a shot because I'm like, this looks cool, and I love Daniel Warren Johnson. And same thing with G.I. Joe because there's, there's stuff that I can be like, yeah, this is interesting. But and don't don't get mad it's just of the pictures i've seen thundercats to me has always just looked like kind of lame that's all okay. <laughs> well i knew that was gonna happen i'm sorry that's not I what i was it, i would give it a shot i give it a shot i promise but yeah. it just thundercats is cool you got to stick with it you have to yeah, i've done this for you guys now i did this shit <laughs> Through Tom King right, books, right. no less. Yeah, he but gave I want, Grayson another shot. I think we could do did. this. I I, can, I want I you can to read, read one Cat. issue. I promise. No, he's like, no, I'm not it. letting you off without any less no, than six issues. I, I want to say five, but I'm gonna say three. <laughs> All can right, give it three I issues. Can, I can give you three issues. Thundercats, ho, motherfuckers. I will I'm say the main cover that. does look very cool. They look less lame than in other depictions I've seen. <laughs> they're, they're never lame. And Rob, you're doing it too. Yes. I, I will definitely, yeah. Like I, I'm reading enough 90s and 80s kids TV show comics right now that I, I can add one more. Thundercats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thundercats Fantastic. was never my jam either, but neither was G.I. Joe, and I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Thundercats is awesome, and all y'all are wrong. Anybody that thinks Thundercats saw uh, Thundercat sucks is wrong. I'm just putting that out there. I, I have, That's I have like a question, the cartoon for me when I was a kid. It was Look, like, I'm, I'm a child of when the that shit went off the was, air, bro. It was not my time. I, if this I was, was like a reboot of Ben 10 or something, I would be all over it. But, Unfortunately, yeah, there's I no like my kids watch that comic season. Season of, oh, yeah. of Brandon's childhood cartoons. Unfortunately, but I'm sure there's, there's no. A, I don't. I don't want that Ben though. Ten comic books. Oh yeah, no, I know that. I'm Curse, just. Man. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't want no, no like reminiscent. There's no like yeah, like gritty like new style version. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to get to that point because when we get to that point, that's when I can actually start feeling old and I don't want it. Wait, well, actually, there's... there is there is actually a very gritty online SpongeBob comic called The Bikini Bottom War, and it is fantastic. Oh 
isn't the uh, I gotta send it to you. Isn't the most re isn't the most recent incarnation of Ben Ten a little more mature? No, yeah, it was, but, um, I mean not like rated mature, but like a little yeah, more no, well, just like animated <laughs> mature. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you're thinking of like the Alien Force Ultimate Alien era where he's a teenager now and the stories are a little bit more mature. But yeah, it's yeah. it's it's like Rob said, it's like Justice League Unlimited mature. It's yeah. it's it has slightly it's more violent uh, depictions well, I mean, of, yeah. of fights, but nothing crazy. You still gotta sell the toys. Yeah, you yeah. still gotta <laughs> kids still have to be able to watch this with their parents. Yeah. It's it's shows like that though that really like leave a mark on a child and make you go, damn, yeah. that was some deep shit. <laughs> I need you guys uh, to like this comic book. I will read it. I promise you. I will read it and <laughs> we'll read give it a shot. two and three. I need I need you guys to like it so much that you recommend it to other people. And I need everyone <laughs> else out there listening to it to do the same. I know we are a DC Comics podcast, but there's no way in hell I'm ever getting a Thundercats movie if, if this comic book doesn't do well. Josh is like, I'm not leaving until you guys are Thundercats <laughs> Otherwise, I'm out. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. I was like, I am convinced that I was able to make it through my heart issues the other night just so I could read Thundercats. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh I am not God. going anywhere. I have waited like, too it long. It was like, I'm not done with you yet until you until you read <laughs> this series. We need you for that. In its, in its entirety. Right, yeah. universe out there in its entirety. <laughs> well, I like. I. I mean, I. I'm looking at the preview now, and I like the art. So it's it's got me there, but we'll see if I can. I, I will. I will complete it. I can't say I like it, but I'll. I'll. I'll complete it. Maybe I will like it. Who knows? Yeah. There's only one way to find out. Exactly. Yep. All right. Well, I, I guess that's it. Huh? Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll we'll let it go for now. Um, so everybody, thanks for joining us. Uh, this has been the Geek Matrix DC Comics Review Show podcast. I forgot to number it at the beginning, but I'm sure you'll see it in the title. Uh, so we're getting out of here. So you have to as well. Um, stay frosty, and as always, in the Geek Matrix, you are not alone. In the Geek Matrix, everybody has a home. I think I did that backwards, but whatever. All right. It don't matter. Just <laughs> get the gist does. of it. Exactly. Yeah. We Peace. don't hate on anybody uh. but people who hate. <laughs> Somewhere so, around here I can end the studio. There we are. Yeah.